0: Well, hello, I'm Kitty Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl, but there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Before we get into the podcast, I want to tell you guys all about Array, which you know that I love. If you follow me on Instagram, I have been such a fan of their products. They have a bloat and a calm supplement, which I love both. So one day when I was feeling especially anxious, I remember that I bought these calm supplements. I went to my drawer, I grabbed one, and I almost instantly felt at ease. And ever since then, I have been obsessed. So they have two supplements, they have bloat and calm, and they found that a lot of their friends were always talking about these issues. And the funny thing is that both anxiety and bloating are a viral loop. Being anxious sends your body into fight or flight mode, causing digestion to slow down. And on the flip side, feeling digestive discomfort causes a lot of our anxiety. Their products are holistically targeted to both issues. The bloat capsules are versatile because they can be taken at any time, whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier. It optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes, and it's completely laxative-free. The bloat capsules were designed to give women food freedom so that you can enjoy the foods that you love without any of that discomfort or gas or bloating afterwards, which always seems to happen if I eat a food that just doesn't agree with me, and this helps so, so much. And yes, it works for men too. Plus, Array's products are super chic, and they look great in your beauty shelf or bag. I feel like you guys are always asking me for a promo code so you guys can get $5 off at Array.com and use the code Mariana at checkout. That's $5 off at A-R-R-A-E.com and use the code Mariana at checkout. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, it's Mariana and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. You guys are going to be obsessed with this interview because I was so in awe. So Anne McFerrin is the founder and CEO of Glamnetic, And if you don't know what it is, it is an innovative lash brand. They made these really cool magnetic eyelashes, which make it so much easier to apply. But what's so great about her story is she started it from her one-bedroom apartment and grew up from zero to 50 million in the first year. And now in 2021, it's on track to do 100 million in sales. When she told me that, my jaw dropped because as a fellow brand founder, I know how difficult that is and how amazing it is that she did this in such a short amount of time. She was also self-funded, And she had no previous experience, but she was so persistent on her quest to develop these magnetic lashes And she was recently named on forbes 30 under 30. So you definitely want to hear from her and learn from her And before we get into the episode be sure to subscribe rate and review if you're loving this podcast I've got new episodes every tuesday. Now. Let's get into the episode with Anne. And thank you so much for joining us. I found you and read about your story. Well, I'd seen your brand online already, but Forbes 30 under 30. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How was it when you found out that you made it on this list? Oh man,
1: I was, I guess I was in shock because it's just, it's, it's just so crazy to see, because I, I used to see people on that list and they be like, wow, that, that's so cool that you can get on that list. I never thought that that was like something that was achievable for me, especially two years ago. You know, I was like an immigrant from Thailand. So it was, I just thought it was cool to be an American, but <laughs> nevertheless, like get a title like that. So yeah, it was a huge, huge accomplishment. So I was very grateful.
0: Well, congratulations. It's so well-deserved because what you've been able to do with GlamNetic in such a short amount of time is so incredible. But I want to hear pre-starting this company, what were you doing before Glamnetic?
1: So I actually came from Thailand. I was born in Bangkok, Thailand. I, was, I moved here when I was seven with my single mom. And so she's super like gung-ho me going to college like because I was first-generation college student. She wanted me to be a doctor. She was all about like Trying to find a way to be more stable in life because she never had the opportunity, and so she really wanted to give the opportunity to me and my sister when we moved here. So she really pushed me to go to the best college possible and get the best degree possible. So I went to UCLA, and I also I was I was a nerd in, in high school, and all I did was science. I did all the AP classes, like, and then went to UCLA and decided I wanted to do pre med because I mean that just seemed kind of like the right path because I was really good at science. And so I just thought, since my mom wanted me to do something a little bit more stable, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to be a doctor. And so I graduated, but sort of halfway through, I realized that that's, that wasn't my calling. That wasn't my passion. I was really lost. I was like, crap. Like my mom's going to be so disappointed in me because I am not following her dreams of me becoming a doctor. I, instead, I wanted to be an artist. I sort of had this natural inclination towards art and I was taking like commissions um, throughout college. And so when I graduated, I sold my first painting for $10,000 and I thought like, oh my God, I made it. Like that was the most amount of money I've ever seen in my life. And so I became an artist for for four years. Um, I I committed to becoming a full-time artist and sort of realized through that path that I was really lonely doing it. And that was really, really hard cause I, I didn't have a team. Uh, I felt like I had every single product that I made, you know, I had to sit in that studio and do it. Um, and so it was very laborious and I knew that it wasn't scalable. I, and sort of this pit in my stomach, like feeling of, Oh my God, am I going to be doing this the rest of my life? Like I can't be sitting in front of a painting, like painting all day long. Like I just, I know some people absolutely loved it but I was just like it was sort of like a means to an end for me it, 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 that's kind of how it started turning into and I was like I can't even affect as many people's lives because it takes me a whole day to do one painting and then I give it to one person so I was like okay let's let me just look around for something else that I could do and at the same time you know being an artist especially female artist I was networking with so many successful e-com people and was getting really inspired by their story and like seeing them grow their companies. And I was like, oh my God, it's kind of like an art form, but, you know, something that's much more scalable and you can affect more lives. You can build a community and all of these things that I feel like I couldn't do as an artist. And so I really got inspired to start a brand. Um, And when considering like what sort of brand I wanted to build, I thought back about how I've been obsessed with lashes my entire life. Like up to that point, I had probably been wearing lashes like every single day. And so I became addicted to them and didn't go outside without wearing them. And as I was growing up, I realized like, actually, no one knows how to apply lashes. I was the only person wearing lashes in my school. And I was like, how come How come you guys don't wear lashes? And I was like, I don't know how to put it on. Like, that's so hard. And I realized like over 80% of girls don't know how to apply lashes. And that was so shocking to me. And then... Sort of a few years back, magnetic lashes started becoming this thing, like it was a a big fad, like it was a huge wave of awareness around it. And then all of a sudden it just like tanked because, you know, it didn't work the way that it was supposed to. It was the kind that sandwiched your lashes in between two layers of magnets. And I tried them and they didn't function the way that the way that I would want them to function. I was like, this is so difficult. But the idea was really cool because for the first time it was something separate from glue. You know what? Like, I'm I'm gonna go on a mission to figure out how I can execute this better. I then went on a deep dive in product development. I learned how to source and everything Uh, myself on Google and like learning like Amazon FBA classes and like just anything that I can look up to figure out like how to source and went on a deep dive for like a year and a half. I contacted like over 300 factories, lash factories and liner factories to figure out like how I can you know accomplish this vision of like magnetic lashes that actually worked and I love glam magnetic I love I love glam lashes in general and so I was trying to figure out like how can I make a normal glam lash but like make it magnetic because the type of magnetic lashes that existed at the time were really thin and plasticky and I I was like I don't even know what the point of wearing those lashes are because they don't even show up on my face because like, I have like a pretty high brow bone and so it doesn't even show up on me and so I needed like glam lashes that had magnets on them. And so that's exactly what I told them back to do is like create a glam lash, but like put magnets on them. And they were so like, what? They were like, you want us to glue magnets on? And, and the samples that I would get back were like magnet, like the glue was still drying. It was still sticky. And like magnets are like crooked. They're huge. And like <laughs> eventually, like after a lot of iteration, I was able to finally have a, um, a manufacturer that was able to do it successfully in the way that I had envisioned it. And then sort of finding a mechanism that like also where the liner would stick to the lash in a way that was successful. That was also another a whole another undertaking that took a long time. So basically a year and a half after development, I was able to launch in August of 2019.
0: Taking a break to tell you about a way to save money while you shop online, because who doesn't want to save money? I shop online pretty much every day for myself, for gifts, for basically anything I need, I prefer to get it online first. I'm sure you shop online too and you see that promo code field when you get to check out. But what if you don't have a code and want an easy way to find a discount online? Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one to find for your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products popular fashion brands, and even food delivery. So here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I've been shopping online for tons of new jeans for spring and I found a 20% discount added to my order and it even added free shipping. So I ended up saving $20 on a pair of jeans I was already gonna buy that I had my eyes on if you don't have honey, you could be missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a huge favor by saving some money and supporting this podcast. And it's been so easy for me to use since I'm already shopping online anyway. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash LWM. That stands for life with Mariana. That's joinhoney.com slash LWM. So I hope you guys enjoy shopping online and you enjoy your discounts. Now let's get back to the episode you said you reached out to like 300 factories and liner factories to get to this mission of what you were doing. And because it was new and innovative, what you were creating, you know, lashes with magnets had happened before, but not in the way that you envisioned it. Did you get pushback from places telling you it wasn't possible?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was all I heard. I I got two yeses and that was all it really took, right? Like you only really need like one or two yeses to get moving on this thing. And I kind of knew going in that it was going to be hard like because everywhere that I searched they were like oh no we just make normal lashes we don't have like magnets and and even if they did have magnets like telling them to glue it on properly was was really tough and I, I couldn't fly to China and so I, I was like okay like I have to kind of go over like WeChat on video and like try to show them you know what I'm talking about but finally like I did sample upon two that we're able to do successfully It just took a lot of time and a lot of samples a lot of conversations every single night i would be staying up like 3 a.m because you know international time to just like try to find every little like hint of like okay like maybe they could do it like gave me hope and so i sort of clinging on to that hope like okay this could happen this can happen i was like how hard is it it's like we have computers like i'm sure this is possible you know that's kind of what I kept telling myself Is like, I think, you know, someone's going to figure it out. Like, uh, if I give the right proper directions and tell them like what type of glue to use and all of that, then maybe they'll get it. And so it was kind of tough, but definitely worth all of the hassle. Cause when, when we launched, like the response we got was like insane. And so I was, I was like, you know, literally changing people's lives through lashes. So it was all worth
0: it. And how did you even find all of these places to reach out to, especially internationally?
1: Um, There's a lot of different, there's a lot of different hubs. I mean, you can literally Google stuff. Um, There's also like uh, Alibaba, which like has all of these like manufacturers, but it's tough to figure out like, Oh, what manufacturers like straight to the manufacturer versus like a middle person. So you need to know like that you're going straight to the, to the manufacturer not through a middle person. if you go through a middleman, then the quality is not going to be as good. They're going to, they're going to um, stab you in the back on prices and all of this stuff. So it was a lot of research, like trying to figure that out myself um, without much of a mentor. I sort of just was on like a Google YouTube, like rabbit hole to try to figure out like, where can I find these manufacturers? It's definitely on the internet, right? Like, like, you know, a lot of these platforms provide that for the manufacturers to be on there and to be contacted through there. Cause I mean, otherwise you have to go to China, right. And like literally or, or whatever country to like go to the, to go straight to the manufacturer, which is obviously like a shit show. Cause it's, it's so hard to navigate these countries if you're not like um, a native.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and at the beginning, how did you fund the business? Were you using your money from art to start the company?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I literally put in like $5,000 initially for inventory or something like that. And then sort of just kept like basically the profit I was making off of that. Then I would put it back into the, into the company. So it was just like this like ongoing cycle, um, until we needed to basically raise, I mean, we, we didn't raise money, but we needed to get raised like debt financing, which we use like ClearBank and we were able to get like a million dollar line or something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't super capital intensive because I, I don't think e-com is necessarily super capital intensive. I think you could definitely bootstrap because you're paying for, you know, cost of goods and then you're paying for a little bit of marketing. But, you know, initially it shouldn't be super capital intensive if you start really small. I mean, I only started with like a hundred units.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. just crazy thinking about the size of your business now. And I think your story <laughs> is so inspiring because to think with 5K to start, not buying too many units of each SKU, you can grow into what now you're on track to do fifty million dollars in sales this year, which is amazing, like such a huge accomplishment. Last year,
1: last year we did that. We we're on track to do hundred million. Oh my
0: god! Oh my god! I'm literally like my mouth just dropped because <laughs> being a fellow business owner, that is a huge accomplishment that you should be so proud of. But then as a business owner, I, I hear and see the 50 million last year, the hundred million this year. And then I think to do that much in sales, you have to buy a lot of goods. So now, you know, the cost of goods to sell, you know, a hundred million of something is so expensive. So how are you continuously funding those orders?
1: Yeah. So it was, you know, like I started with a hundred units of each SKU and I literally it was sold out in like that month and then it restocked and then now we're ordering double. And then like, it just kept like the POs just kept doubling and doubling. I mean, I knew we go, we grew really fast, but still like the money that we got right from the profits that we made on the initial orders, we would funnel it back into. So it was just like this never ending like cycle of money, like never able to obviously pay myself or like take money out of the company because it just needs to like supply all of the, Uh, um, all of the inventory, but like we're holding on to like $3 million worth of inventory right now (laughs) because it just takes a lot of time to get up to that point though. Like um, we have that, you know, line that a million dollar and a half line. uh, Also my credit cards, like from Amex, like the limit just kept going up to over like 700 K on that Amex. And then like literally just pulling money out of places that, you know, you can <laughs> yeah. like literally being scrappy. So, I mean, I, you know, that's only like, two, That's like $2 million right there, right? Of just like credit line that we can get without having to raise money and dilute yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how we did it. And we have a really great ops team that is able to like predict, you know, inventory levels, like how much we need to order, Um, of everything. So like forecasting is really important and big for our business because as we're growing really fast, obviously we need to understand like how much we need to order of everything.
0: Let's take a moment to talk about an energy bar that I think you will be instantly obsessed with. I'm always reaching for a snack or some sort of extra caffeine to get me through the day. And I kept seeing so many of my friends post about Verb, and their cute packaging and flavors got me really excited to try. So usually when it hits midday, I get this afternoon slump and I need a little energy without having to drink more coffee. So this is the perfect time to grab a verb bar. They have really delicious flavors like cookie butter, double chocolate, salted peanut butter, peppermint mocha. Don't those just sound so yummy? The cookie butter and vanilla latte are my favorites. These are perfect to keep in your bag or next to your desk to eat whenever you need to power through the day. And they are a 90 calorie snack bar that are gluten-free, plant-based, and have as much caffeine as an espresso. You'll get smooth, long-lasting energy from green tea, so that's energy without the jitters. And guess what? We worked out a special deal just for the Life with Mariana podcast listeners. Receive over 50% off their best-selling starter kit, and this is a great way to try any of their delicious flavors. Go to verbenergycom life or use the code Life at checkout to claim this deal. That's V E R B E N E R G Y dot com slash life. This discount is only valid for their starter kit. Now let's get back to the episode. First of all, I was just like, I am in disbelief of how incredible your business is. Like it's truly so amazing what you've been able to do. And I think a common misconception too, which you just touched on is you didn't pay yourself at the beginning or you couldn't pay yourself for a little bit. And I think people think once you start a business, you're all of a sudden gonna be like really rich at the no, beginning, yeah, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time.
1: Actually, most businesses aren't even profitable for like the first two years. Yeah. So we were luck- we were lucky to even get there. So I mean, most businesses have to raise money because they're like, they already like pulled out all the credit lines. And like, also you can't get a loan from a bank if you're only like a year old because, you know, you need like the tax returns and all of this stuff to get to get like bank loans. And so you have to like go to like Shopify, like Shopify has a, a loan program, which is kind of shitty to be honest, <laughs> but like ClearBank has the line Like all of these places have lines that you can do, but they have just high interest rates you have to pay, um, which is fine though. It's better than you. I think it's better than diluting like
0: your equity, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then you were saying before when you started and you were doing art, it was really hard and it was lonely and it was not scalable. But now you have a business with a lot of employees. It's really different. How has it been for you learning to become a leader and lead a team of people?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, That was actually the the part that was the hardest. That I I didn't expect that to be the hardest. I thought the operational aspect of the brand was to be the hard, which is which it is. But I find that to be the most actually fun part, and also managing people. I feel like it's really fun as well because I feel like it's the most fulfilling aspect because you're really seeing people grow. Like um, a lot. Like initially when I first started. It was actually really tough because I never had like a real nine to five job, like not like a real like boss boss, and I was working like the corporate world. I didn't even know how things should be run, and so I was sort of just doing it like based on my own interpretation in my head of how it should be. And finding my first employee was actually the hardest thing. Like I, I went through two people that I found on Craigslist. I like trained them for a week, and they both quit on me because I was working out of my like one bedroom apartment in Koreatown, and it was like a really small house and not super neat (laughs) or anything and definitely not glamorous. And then they were expected to like literally do everything in the brand. And so, I mean, yeah. So two people quit and I was very like disheartened. Then one of my friends gave a really good recommendation, gave me a good referral, which was like basically it was like her friend's friend that just graduated college and she was looking for a job. And so she talked me up and her name's Mia. So she so she shows so up to my place. She's like, Oh, this is glimmetic HQ. And I was like, Yeah, so you're gonna sit over here and like moving all the stuff over in the desk. And she's like sitting right next to me, which is like one feet away from my bed. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, I was like, Yeah, so you're just gonna do everything that I'm doing. So you're gonna have to learn everything. And so I just had to teach her everything. She stayed to this day, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, happy, grateful for that. But that was like my first gig and like sort of like managing someone. Um, and the way that I manage is very much more like I want to be like their their coworker, like their partner. I'm very collaborative instead of like telling them exactly what to do. I'm more like let's do it together until you learn, and then you can go off and do it yourself. And so much, I'm very much like okay. Let's do it together. We figure it out together. So I, I learn as well, because I feel like I, I need to know and know how to do everything that I tell someone else. Um, cause that's the only way that I'm going to be a better manager is if I understand the ins and outs of whatever they're doing so I can give them better notes and better guidance. And so that's very much how I like built the company from the ground up. And also like with the team members that joined, they all came straight out of college. It was like their first job. And all I was really looking for was like, just like grit, like, you know, someone that's smart, savvy and smart and willing to learn. It was literally it, like, they didn't even have any background experience in like social media or anything. So I just like, sort of like figured it out myself and like taught them how to do it as I learned how to do it. And that method has been very successful because now everyone is like such a killer. Like they've gone off and sort of like owned their own like section in marketing and they've become like extremely proficient at it to the point where like when I'm interviewing now that we're looking for people that we can afford people like what's who are like higher up and and come from a higher up position in other companies. I like compare those interviewees to like the girls in my, that I had trained up myself that are considered junior, quote, unquote, but they actually know more than the people that I'm interviewing that are in a senior level position somewhere else. And so that's when I was like, oh crap, like we're actually doing such a good job of training them to the point where like, I feel like if I'm hiring outside, I'm actually getting not as high quality of a person.
0: How did you get the company so large, so fast? Like what was it that really made the brand took off? Was it social, your Instagram, Facebook ads, you know, influencer marketing? Yeah. I, so I
1: think like in the world of e today, like you cannot, you cannot not do everything. You have to do everything. And so you have to have a, a really strong funnel built uh, to your brand because right now it's really, really expensive to acquire customers because there's so much competition. Right. And so like, how do you grab the attention of someone how do we get cold traffic to the website? Right. So, you know, it is part influencer marketing, which we heavily gifted in the beginning. I was also like doing DM sales, like every single follower that we were, we were getting, we were acquiring, I was like literally DMing them and being like, Hey, how can I help you? Like, and giving them like a discount code. Um, And that drove a lot of sales in the beginning, at least like being nitty gritty, not having to pay for any sort of acquisition. That was how I generated my first $20,000 of sales. And then, and then after that, we sort of turned on the machine of marketing, which was like, you know, gifting influencers, having a really sick email funnel, like like building out twelve different flows, and then like sending out a campaign like twice a day, SMS as well, like sending out that sending out out four times a day. Like we're pretty aggressive on, on the retention funnel, and then like we're acquiring customers through like influencers, influencers, and then also like SEO, um, paid ads through Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Now TikTok, literally, being we're we're on every single platform um, because that's what it takes nowadays. You have to be like literally everywhere, and so we spend so heavy on on ads. Uh, we spend heavy on influencers as well. So uh, you have to kind of put down a lot of money to get the money back, and and then and then try to sort of optimize from there and see like what, try to see like what is actually yielding the the best returns, and like and like sort of double down on, on that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely like a little bit of everything like this, this year we're focusing more on YouTube because that's a platform that we haven't been as focused on in terms of like YouTube ads and like YouTube, YouTube, uh, organic, but yeah, it's like literally everything.
0: <laughs> wow. It's so amazing. And you're, you started direct to consumer, but now you are available at Ulta. So what has it been for you launching with a retailer?
1: Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. I, it was crazy because I never thought that would be in retail this soon. Like Ulta reached out to us like March of last year, um, reached out to us and I wasn't even expecting, I don't think we were ready at the time, but we were like, oh yeah, let's like let's begin conversation. And and basically we got into Ulta.com like online uh, in December, November, December, and we sold out like four times. They grossly underpredicted like how much we would do. And so it kept selling out and then, and then they wanted to go in store, and so you know we're in a 1,100 stores now on Ulta, like as of January, and that's been like a huge. I think I think it's a huge opportunity to do retail, especially for us, because I think the awareness that um, being in retail brings, especially in, in that many stores, it just makes your brand seem much more like established and legitimate, especially just starting off as like a very much like an internet company. Being in store and like having you know, our customers go in and be able to touch them, touch the lashes and see like the styles was definitely a huge deal. And also just the amount of revenue that they're going to be able to drive is like, is going to be amazing, like for our top line revenue. So yeah, they've been such a great partner.
0: That's amazing. And for anyone who like you wants to start a new business, something new and innovative, and has no experience, what advice would you give someone who's wanting to start a new company?
1: Yeah. I feel like the hardest thing for most girls is like taking that first step and actually starting because I know so many, I have so many friends that like talk about their ideas, but they never like move forward and implement. So it, it definitely takes like a mind shift, like a mindset shift, especially for me, like, especially for us, like we're like from Asian backgrounds and like, you know, in your, in our culture, we're taught to be like more submissive and just like passive. And that's not the mentality that you can have when you're an entrepreneur, you cannot be passive. Like it's the complete opposite. It's being proactive on every single thing. And so it was like changing my mindset from being a pa- uh, bystander to being like a bulldozer. Like I'm going to bulldoze my way through every single problem that comes across. Like no matter what happens, like I'm going to get over this. And that's, it's literally that mindset shift. And if you have a mindset shift then you can take on any problem So it's literally just getting into that mindset, especially as a woman and as a woman of color too, like that's the hardest part, I feel like.
0: Well, you've done incredible things. Congratulations. What you've built and what you're building with your company is so inspiring. So where can everyone get Glamnetic?
1: Thank you. Glamnetic.com. So G-L-A-M like glam and then netic is in magnetic. So N-E-T-I-C.com. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Glamnetic as well. We've been going super fast on Instagram lately and I've, I've been like, so excited and happy about that. Um, we built like an awesome community. And then we also have a private Facebook group called the Glam Fam. You could go to the link in our bio to, to join, but that's like our private Facebook group of 24,000 members of people that just absolutely love glammetic And um, you could see selfies and like all these tips and tricks on how to use your Medic. And yeah, it's amazing. You really want to talk to people that have used the product in real time, then you can join that, that private Facebook group. But we also have a lot of giveaways.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Mariana. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much
0: for having me. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.